재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 This is Korea Escape on TBS EFM 101.3 MHz in Seoul and surrounding areas. We like to kick off the week by tapping into the Korean mindset, and we do that by listening very closely to what Koreans are saying to each other on social media or in the mainstream media. Gwen Lee is here to guide us through it. Hi, Gwen. Hi, Kurt. Had you heard that song, Kopi Hanchan, that we just did? Yeah, it's a really famous song. Yeah, it's a really famous one, even yeah. though it's kind of old. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, we're going to dive right into topic number one. Uh, when you are a foreigner who wishes to become naturalized as a Korean, there's a number of hurdles that you have to jump through. And one of them is apparently a morality clause, yes. good morals. Mm-hmm. I think this is a very interesting feature for the foreigners listening to our radio right now. So this case rose when a Chinese man in his 50s did not, was denied naturalization because of a crime he committed 20 years ago. The mm. reason was that it was against the good moral requirement. However, he appealed against the ruling and the court took his side saying the requirement, good moral, is too vague and unspecific. Yeah, so is the word crime. I mean, when we say crime, mm-hmm. uh, there are crimes and then there are crimes. This Taiwan man, what was he guilty of? Are we talking about uh, something very serious? Well, he was arrested of using illicit substances twice in 1995, which is about 21 years ago. I mean, although he admits that he did it out of curiosity when he was young, he says that after sentence probation, he has never, ever done it for 20 years. Hmm. And again, we have a certain bandwidth when we say illicit substances. Uh, some may be perceived as more serious than others. Uh, are there, is this a one-off or are there many cases like this? Well, there's a similar case. And recently, an American citizen basketball player, Chelsea Lee, was also rejected for a special naturalization for the same reason. Well, some of her documents was forged, so the court denied her request for naturalization, saying it is against good morals again. I think these kind of problems are rising because such term good moral is too vague and there are no subordinate categories defining what exactly good moral is or what acts are specifically against it. There you go. And it's it's a truism that you can't legislate morality. That's a very famous kind of saying. Mm -hmm. So do you just the very name good morals is a little bit of a problem Uh, if they were to just simply lay down in specific language. If you have a criminal record of X, Y or Z or if you used substance X, Y, or Z, no chance of becoming naturalized. That's at exactly. least specific. Yes. But when you say you've got to have good morals, then you're down to someone's kind of uh, subjective judgment in a way. We've mm-hmm. got some actual comments from people out there and how they react to this good moral clause. Let's listen to those in our social media elements. Regardless of any circumstances, it is wrong to give citizenship to a criminal In the U.S. or any other developed countries, drug use leads to immediate deportation. This would be something unimaginable in the U.S. but maybe not here since Korea is a heavenly country for foreigners. Unless the person is a repeat offender, homicide or a violent criminal, it is too harsh to deny him due to his wrongdoing 20 years ago. Even countries like U.S. that have strict immigrant policies, still overlook one or two misdemeanors. That sounds rather reasonable, that last one. I mean, mm-hmm. one strike you're out is not yeah. a good baseball game, I don't think. I know, there's like a famous saying, 
saying condemn the offense and not its perpetrators. Right? There you go. Yeah. Okay. So maybe time to to fine tune those definitions of good morals. Let's move on to topic number two, the Jindoke, the famous dog of Korea, yes. mm-hmm. uh, running into some uh, kind of. Uh, bad uses or bad treatment in some instances here in Korea. Yeah, this is a rather heartbreaking feature. And Jindokke, which is known for a natural monument, it's beloved for its cleverness and faithfulness. Mm-hmm. However, that longer seems very untrue. It's a shock that Jindokkes are being sold and abandoned by their owners. Looking at some specific statistics, according to animal protection group Kara, Jindokkes are surprisingly most seen at dog farms, a place that raises dogs mainly as food. And jindokkes are sold for 6 to $7 per kilometers. Per, per kilogram. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like, we've done little features on this before. Uh, one time I went and visited this um, adoption thing they have I- every week. And no. they told me stories about how people just kind of leave their dogs. Yeah, And I think uh, the, the, the pet owning phenomenon in Korea. Some people are, they love their pets uh, to no end, but there's a lot of people, I think, that take on pets when they're very cute mm-hmm. and they're very cuddly. Yeah. And then as they start to grow and get inconvenient, they go, oh, geez, I, this is too much you know, burden for me, and they get rid of them. Um, so that's probably what's happening to these jindos as well as uh, other dogs around Korea. What numbers, how many dogs and jindos are we talking about? Well, according to the Ministry of Food, Agriculture, Forestry and Fisheries statistics in 2010, so which is six years ago, 170 million dogs are raised in 6 million dog farms. And among them, there are approximately 7,000 jindukkes that are being raised for food. That's a, wow, quite a huge amount. Uh, It's... The jindoke has a very special place among dogs. I know that there's still uh, the traditional aspect of Korean culture that says it's okay to prepare certain edible things with dogs. But I would think I would have thought that the jindokes would be somewhat above that. Yes, because jindokes are famous worldwide for their strong royalty, and also there are a lot of anecdotes saying jindokes like coming back home after being lost from Mm. like forty kilometer distance. Or there's even a famous story saying, come back, Pekku. Pekku is the name of the Chindokke. That's he, like a famous story? Yeah, it's a famous story in Korea. Or there are other anecdotes for Chindokke um, saving the owner from fire, and which shows a lot of loyalty to their owners. And this is like a very different trait from other dogs, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, so it's got almost a little bit of a hero status the way, say, a German Shepherd or a Collie Mm -hmm. might have in a lot of U.S. pop culture. What are people saying in their comments online about this? Well, people are generally expressing their anger and fear, especially because Chindukke is our natural monument, and they can't believe that our natural monument are being um, sold in the market. Mm -hmm. And they're saying that, like, how can you eat your family you have other nutritious food sure, to sure. fill in your nutrition, and also p- other people are saying that we need now uh, we need to legislate animal rights law in order to solve these kind of problems. Okay, yeah, this is the the central argument. When people argue, they say, "Oh, there's you know, if you're going to eat animals, there's not a huge difference between like a cow and a pig and yeah, a dog. They're mm-hmm. all animals. You're you're just picking and choosing." And yet, um, I think in in evolution. 
there's like a partnership between mankind and dogs. Yes. Uh, there's loyalty, there's protection and all that stuff, which, mm-hmm. you know, in my universe makes dogs a little different. Um, Me too. It's kind of a violation. I'm of also a, a pet owner. So. Exactly. And it's yeah. like a violation of a bond in mm-hmm. a way that you don't necessarily have towards other livestock. Tell me about uh, topic number three. What are we going to talk about? Topic number three is, did you know that yesterday was Taeyeonder, the Korea's Constitution Day? I didn't know it was specifically yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday. Okay. But ironically, people's law-abiding spirit is at its lowest. And one shocking incident is explicitly showing this perception. And I think you'll be very shocked to hear this. Mm. So Mr. Kim, working at a major company in Korea, was surprised to see his colleague's reaction after one senior co-worker was arrested for embezzlement. The general reaction was that it's a business, it's a paying business if he pocketed enough money, even if going to jail for a while. And you, some people were asking, like, how did he do it? I want to learn from him. Things like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good thing this guy is not applying for Korean citizenship because he'd be denied it at the immigration office. Uh, he just happens to have been born into it. Um, that's what's interesting about that is not the fact that this guy embezzled. That probably happens more often than we like. But the fact that people, uh, you know, idolized him and said, oh, yes. how do I do that, too? Uh-huh. Because Weird. they wanted to make money out of it, too. Uh, is that a a trend? Is are, are people becoming cynical about, um, you know, playing by the rules and working hard and uh, getting forward that way? Do they think they need to turn to shady dealings? Yes, so recently the younger generation from teens to 30s thinks that gaining money and power, even disobeying the law, is more profitable. So formerly such thoughts were limited just to 20s and older as they directly experienced the limits in social life. But nowadays, even this perception is spread to teens. And Mm. I think this is why this is such a big problem. And even surveys back up such social perceptions, saying one survey that the younger generation thinks it's a minus if you abide by the laws. And around 58% of the 20s and 30s said that the law is not being followed, which is outnumbering the average of 50%. That's uh, some pretty big numbers. That's more than half of these young people kind of think that uh, the honest way, the straight and narrow way is Mm -hmm. sort of for chumps. Um, So I wonder why this is. I mean, if I were to just theorize, young people get so much stuff for free nowadays. I mean, everything is out there to download. Everything is free. Nobody pays for news, for music, for shows, for anything. Mm -hmm. Why do you think it is? Or why why have you read that it is? Well, I think personally I do too, but I think it's largely because, you know, through media or TV, I see so many tebot or politicians or famous people getting away with a slap on the wrist, Uh which leads us to think that in Korea, it's more of your advantage to disobey the law. And experts are also saying that through media or society, our younger generations are realizing in such a young age that in Korean society, it's more influential to have money or power instead of morals. A little bit of a gap and ul kind of thing. Mm-hmm, 1% exactly. and the 99%. Yeah. The gap is violating the law, so why can't we? That kind of thing, right? Yeah, that's true. Well, that's a bit of a cynical note to end on there, uh, Gwen, but Mm -hmm. uh, I appreciate your hard work and thank you for this edition of Culture Pulse. Thank you. (laughs) And Koreascape returns right after this.